All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. It's time to invest wisely with Walt Sukira, who is the managing partner of the AKW Group, based in Fairlawn here in Akron, now with an office in suburban Pittsburgh and Washington, Pennsylvania. They invest their clients' money into individually owned stocks in custom made portfolios to take advantage of the market the best way it is suitable for that particular client and that particular investment strategy. Well, Walt, uh, the market seemed to like their uh, uh, holiday-shortened week last week. They seemed to do pretty well with that little bit of time off. Bob, yeah, the market really has uh, been amazing this year. You know, I think uh, we talked uh, a few months back about the wall worry and how a lot of times, you know, there's many things the market has to, you know, you have to kind of climb over, you know, to get to the next point. And it just feels like this year, you know, everybody kind of took a step back and like a great pole vulture, you know, grabbed that pole and just vaulted over a lot of these worries. And uh, the market's hitting new highs. Uh, the Dow Jones last week uh, index closed up 2.2%, um, 646-point move up again year-to-date. The Dow Jones index now is positive at a 4.8% return. Um, the S&P 500 was up 80 points last week and another 2.3%. Uh, and year-to-date, we're at 12.6% on the S&P 500 index. Uh, the NASDAQ had a nice week, up 350 points, about a 3% change. Um, and again, year-to-date, up about 36%. And the Russell 2000, remember, Bob, these were the small cap stocks that we talked. We're, we're pretty far underwater earlier in the year. Uh, we're up 3.9% for the week, and now that Russell 2000 is up 11.2% year-to-date. Um, so all, all returns that, you know, you hope for um, in a given year, Bob, we never set out any year expecting, you know, the market to give us those kinds of returns. But, you know, it's it's recovered greatly, and, um, you know, there's a lot of positives to focus on here. Um, again, we talked about that, you know, we still have a lot uh, of worries to get over. You know, the, the COVID-19 issue is definitely, you know, there. And anybody that's a football fan, just watching yesterday the amount of college games that were canceled, um, you know, looking at, uh, uh, you know, the fact that uh, some states stopped reporting data for a few days with the holiday. And, you know, we know there were a lot of gatherings over the holiday. Um, so, you know, we know the, the virus is out there. It's rampant. And, yeah, you know, it's increasing rapidly. So, again, we, we may see, uh, you know, continued impacts from that. Uh, and we still have this political situation that, uh, you know, we're take, taking a look at. So, lots to focus on. Um, but overall, we're, we're very happy about where we are, um, you know, given where we were earlier in the year. 
I'm going to talk to Walt about the stock market, about how the AKW Group invests their clients' money, about particular stocks that you're interested in. Our phone lines are open at 330-673-1234. And outside of Akron and on WNR.com, toll free at 800 100. So the COVID virus still in the is a part of the news and, as you said, continuing to, to be a major problem for our nation and the world. But it seems the market has really embraced the promise of vaccines and the continued recovery of the economy based on that. Yeah, I think, Bob, we talked about the therapeutics. Um, you know, there was some early, you know, movement with the therapeutics and some promise there. And then the vaccines, some um, Moderna and Pfizer's vaccines with the, with the high uh, success rates uh, in the trials that they're running, you know, have given people a lot of a lot of hope. Um, you know, the case counts are rising rapidly. Of course, testing is higher. You know, we do see an, an increase in hospitalizations. And, um, you know, so we're going to have to pay attention. Uh, you know, the big thing is that depending on what the government does in certain areas, you know, the lockdowns that we did early in the year probably made sense because we didn't really understand what we were dealing with. Um, but, you know, lockdowns at this point would be extremely detrimental. So, uh, you know, we're just hoping for a balanced case and some prudence and, you know, people still out there have to practice, uh, you know, social distancing and, and the right, you know, things to, to make sure we keep people safe. And, uh, you know, but hopefully, you know, the market's hoping for the recovery and the continued improvement and the vaccines, you know, kind of being effective and getting us back to some sense of normalcy maybe by the end of 2021 or going into 2022. And, and uh, we, we're hopeful, and, you know, it all looks promising at this point. Now, as far as the elections go, as uh, we've noticed, uh, uh, for the major election, most people uh, consider that over. One of the other important things that is not over is whether or not the uh, Senate will continue to be controlled by Republicans. The Democrats held on to a slim majority in the House in this uh, past general election. But uh, for the Senate, they have two runoff races in Georgia, and uh, once again, it comes down to those two races, whether or not uh, the Senate will have a, at least a one or two vote majority or be in a situation where it's like 50-50 with the tiebreaker being the vice president's vote. Uh, what is the investment community thinking about that? Are they kind of rooting for the stalemate or are they uh, thinking that, well, maybe we should have a Congress that can get things done? Yeah, we're, I think the investment community is really rooting for the stalemate. Um, as you mentioned, Bob, you know, January 5th is a big day. Um, you know, the uh, Democrats, uh, you know, need to win both the seats that are up. Uh, you got David Perdue versus uh, John Ossoff and uh, Kelly Loeffler against Raphael Warnick. Um, and I, I talked to some clients that we had down in Georgia, and they said that the advertising is unbelievable at this point. Um, there's an estimate that it's over $2 million a day in TV and radio ads. Uh, 46 million spent, another 214 uh, million book to be spent. Uh, you know, people are getting just you know over it. Uh, it's it's hard down there. You know, it's uh, but it's it's extremely, as you said, that it, it's it's really a telling factor. If the Democrats uh, win both seats, uh, there'd be a 50-50 tie, and then of course uh, Vice President uh, to be Kamala Harris would be the deciding vote, which would give the Democrats uh, a lot of control and. Uh, for some of maybe the more liberal agendas that are there, you know, maybe the ability to get some of those passed. So it'll be interesting to see, again, from an investment perspective in a totally non-political way, because I, I don't want to, you know, make any political commentary here. But just from an investment perspective, it seems uh, the market is rooting for that uh, that split and, you know, a government that has a little bit more checks and balances to it. 
Now, you talked last week, uh, going back 120 years, 1900, about the divided Congress and the concept of a gridlock. Uh, once again, the concept, how does, that, how does that play out historically with the market? Is it something that happens uh, rather more than we think, or is it rather uncommon? Bob, it's really uncommon. You know, in that 120 years of history, going back to 1900s, it's only occurred 15% of the time. So, uh, again, back in 1910 under Taft, uh, 1930s under Hoover, a couple times under Reagan in the 80s, um, uh, once with uh, Bush in 2000, twice with Obama, and, of course, with Trump in the, in the latest uh, two years that he was, uh, that administration was there. So uh, a lot of years of you know, not having that situation. So it's hard to say. But again, I think times are different. Um, the challenges are different to our country. And, you know, it seems like I said, checks and balances seem to be the, the right, um, you know, the right thing for our country right now. So hopefully, um, you know, checks and balances are there and, and it allows, uh, you know, change to be more gradual. And uh, that, I think that's what the market's really hoping for. And, of course, another financial aspect last week of the news, the president-elect has announced that uh, Janet Yellen, former head of the Federal Reserve, will be the new Treasury Secretary. How does that uh, look to the investment markets? It looks good, Bob. I think overall, you know, from what I see, you know, Janet Yellen was a pretty good nonpolitical choice. Um, Obviously, she was nominated by President Barack Obama, and she was the first um, Fed chairman. Um, you know, running the Federal Reserve there for, for under under Obama, um, she's been a part of the Federal Reserve. Um, she's uh, pretty bit, a little bit more balanced, maybe in her perspective, and I think fairly favorable as far as Wall Street and institutional investors are concerned. So, I think that the choice was a good one, and it's a little bit more moderate, um, you know, type of choice. So, I think that that's uh, that's playing well in the markets right now. So as we you say, you're talking about, again, the stunning turnaround of the market in this year, ultra bullish. Uh, does that, uh, that kind of recovery and that kind of pricing in the market, uh, does that concern you about the market getting overpriced and possibly setting up for a, a, a significant adjustment soon? Bob, it does. I mean, you have to pay attention to valuations. I think, you know, again, there's been a lot of excitement this year. Uh, we saw millennials come into the stock market, you know, in a very, very strong way. We talked earlier about some of these online trading platforms like Robinhood, which, you know, become kind of more like a video game in some regards, and people are making money at them, and it's fun. Um, but the market is, is, is volatile, and it changes direction very quickly. Um, you know, price is a very poor indicator on, on valuation. You, know, you have to have other metrics. And, you know, I'm looking at a sheet here just from my research, you know, six metrics that we look at just, you know, and there's many, many, but just looking at the S&P 500 index show all, you know, overvaluation compared on history. So, uh, you know, when you look at things like P.E. ratios or uh, the Schiller's P.E., which is the, the cap E, um, you know, metric, you look at dividend yields, uh, you look at price to book or price to cash flow type of metrics or, uh, earnings yield, you know, minus like the BAA yield spread. I mean, all these valuation metrics that we look at show a market that's priced pretty fairly. It may not be overvalued. I think the key, Bob, is you have to have earnings. Um, earnings and cash flow will create higher valuations. But right now, if we don't get improved earnings and we don't get improved cash flow, uh, then a lot of these stocks may be very, very, very pricey. Um, so, again, the recovery plays into valuation. 
And, you know, people, you, anybody out there that's owning the stock, you can't just look at the stock price. The stock price is a vote. Um, you know, you need to have weight, and, and weight comes from financial metrics that are much, much more deeper. Um, so there, I think there's caution that has to be put in place here, and I think financial discipline has to be put in place here. You just can't get caught up on a, a rising stock market based on prices and feel good about that. Um, that starts to scare me a little bit. Again, I'm, I'm one of those that, you know, as everybody gets happy, I get a little bit more worried, and as everybody gets worried, I get a little bit more happy. So you have stocks. If you have stocks in your own portfolios, there then that are are you know the price has gone up, but you don't see these value metrics in them. Will you be selling them in effect, taking some profits now and then using that money to buy uh, more promising stocks? Absolutely, Bob. We're constantly looking for our best ideas. Uh, we're constantly. We're not afraid to sell a stock. We're not afraid to recognize that something's got way ahead of itself. Um, you know and. You know, selling that and putting it into another investment or, you know, just recognizing that you have to pair back uh, sometimes is the most important part of portfolio management. You know, anybody can buy a stock. Anybody can make a good decision and ride it up. Um, but I've seen a lot of people in my career ride them back down. I've seen a lot of people give gains away very quickly. Um, I've seen a lot of people buy very volatile stocks that they don't understand the volatility on the other side. So, um, again, as I said, you know, common sense. Uh, realistic expectations, financial discipline, um, independence of thought is very, very important. Again, we get caught up in a herd mentality. Uh, we want to buy it because everybody else is buying it and everybody's making money, and I get that. Uh, but at the same time, you got to have some independence of thought in the way that you think uh, if you're going to be a good investor for the long haul. Talking to Walt Sakira here on Invest Wisely, the managing partner of the AKW Group in Fairlawn and also in Washington, Pennsylvania, outside of Pittsburgh. Time to shift to Stock Talk. Uh, a chance to call Walt and talk about specific uh, stock items that you may be interested in, issues that maybe you own right now and like to know is it time to, to sell, whether you're looking at buying them, expanding them into your portfolio, or uh, whatever your, your concerns are. 330-673-1234 is the number to call here. Outside of Akron, call us toll-free at 800 100-669-4100. Good morning. You're on WNIR. Morning. I really appreciate that uh, your commentary there. I really do. Uh, I think everybody will be going into my General Mills, uh, Kellogg's, Smuckers, and Coke and Pepsi. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, all, 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 all better ideas, right? A little bit more calm. <laughs> the pick of the week is New Frontier Health, symbol NFH. It was recommended in Barron's by a hedge fund guru, and it's supposed to be involved in medical in uh, China. It's just one of those uh, crapshoot things, I think, but symbol NFH. Have you ever heard of it, New Frontier Health? Or if you haven't, maybe next week you could look it up, but uh, some pretty smart guy recommended it. Yeah, I, I saw the article in Barron's. I read Barron's, and I, I, I do catch these things. Um, you know, very, very small cap uh, company here. You know, it, it's uh, private hospitals, like 18 clinics, 700 licensed beds. Uh, not No profitability at this point, and, uh, you know, earnings growth is really negligible. So, I mean, it could be the next best thing. But, again, for me, the, the two things that I have to see is financial power, 
and attractive valuation. And when I look at a stock like this, it might be the best thing since sliced bread, but there's no financial power here. You know, there's nothing. There's It's a promise. It's a, it's a hope. It's a dream. And, you know, those are tough stocks to buy into early on. I mean, if they show a track record and start to show some financial metrics that make sense, then I think that's where I start to get kind of more interested in, in stocks. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks. Appreciate sure. it. And thank you for calling, 330-673-1234. You're on WNIR with Walt Sakura. Yes, Walt, I'd like to know what you uh, think of Fastly. F-S-L-Y? Yeah, S-L-Y. Yeah, I mean, again, I've looked at this, you know, a couple different times. Haven't been a buyer. You know, I think there's there's some opportunities here. I understand the space. I understand the, you know, the interest. Um, just something that we haven't really, uh, you know, actually you know, ventured into. Um, is there a reason that you you like the stock? Well, I see a lot of volume in the options. Okay, okay, yeah. I mean, it's in the right, it's in the, right in the area. You know, cloud platform processing. You know, the cloud applications have been very, very powerful this year. I mean, I'm just looking at the last couple quarters of revenue growth. Um, September was up 42%, June was up 62%, March was up 38%, uh, December last year was up 44%. So it's a really good trend on revenue growth. Um, again, profitability is not there. You know, Hopefully they'll turn a profit in the future. It doesn't look like there's any estimates for profitability uh, going through 2021. So um, again, a stock that probably has to perform and get to those metrics a little bit for us to, you know, for it to show up on our screens a little bit more. Okay, thank you, sir. Fine. Sure. Once again, Walt Secure is talking with us. He is with the good folks there at AKW Group in Akron and Fairlawn, also in Washington, Pennsylvania. A number to call with your questions and comments, 330-673-1234. And uh, tone free outside of Akron, listening on WNR.com. For especially our Pennsylvania listeners listening online, you can call us toll free at 800-669-4100. Back to the phones. You're on WNIR. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, Walt. This is uh, Walt also. <laughs> well, nice talking to you, Walt. Yeah, I named my son after me, too. He's uh, out there working at Tesla, and they gave him a bunch of free stocks to convince him into quitting his job here in Akron at a, a Tier 1 supplier to all the major car companies, including Toyota, Ford, GM, Chrysler, you know, you name it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I keep trying to convince him that you know, it's time to take a little bit off the table. I mean, uh, right now, I think the free stock they gave him three years ago is worth well over an eighth of a million bucks. Okay. And, you know, that that, that stock is just, Tesla is just so ridiculous. I mean, you know, I've I've read and, and researched, that, you know, that Tesla right now, the value, stock market valuation is exceeds all other car makers in the world together. Great. I mean, if 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 that isn't a red flag, you know, I don't I don't know what is, but uh, and I just hate to see him give it up. But I mean, I'm going to keep pushing him as as long as hard as I can to try to keep him from from losing, you know, his money like his mom and I have lost. We lost over a half million dollars in the stock market trying to uh, you know just buy and hold and. You know, stuff like Enron and that, where people were pushing it, you know, real big. I think we lost, uh, you know, about 150000 on that one stock alone. But anyway, the stock I'm really following right now, I've got a um, a strong biology chemistry background. I actually was a pre-med student, was accepted 
to uh, West Virginia University Medical School in 1969, but I got a little diverted and went to a little concert up in New York called Woodstock and and <laughs> never looked back. But the stock I'm really following right now is Innovio. Have you heard of it? Innovio. Yeah, I have. I have heard of it. Okay. I mean, it seems that, you know, Innovio stock's being badly n- manipulated. I'm, I'm I've never been aware of this before, but you know they're they're showing every day that uh, short sellers not only are selling the stock short, but they're they're even selling counterfeit shares. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. You, you're familiar with counterfeit shares? Um, yeah, yeah I, I'm not familiar with the issue in, in this in this instance. I mean, I'm looking at Inovia. I mean, again. Uh, had a couple good quarters, you know, in March and June. Um, the September quarter earnings were off about 28%. They had good revenue growth of about 35%, but the earnings were off. Um, you know, it looks like they're trading relatively cheaply as far as some of the valuation metrics that we're, quick, you know, quickly looking at here. But yeah. that sounds like they develop small molecule drugs for, it sounds like, respiratory diseases. Um, and they have oh. a partnership with Glaxo Group. So it sounds like... Uh, Again, I, I, I've, I've seen the company before, um, you know, fairly interesting, but, you know, there might be a reason with those earnings, um, and I'd have to go back and listen to the last quarter report and see if, um, you know, are there are any comments on maybe continuing earnings pressure, um, you know, through the rest of the year into 2021. Okay. We have to move on. Thank you for your call, 330-673-1234, 800-669-4100, to Dr. Walt Sakira of the AKW Group in Fairlawn and in Washington, Pennsylvania. Of course, the caller mentioned uh, Tesla. We talk about that all the time, although you still uh, don't own any of the Tesla stock for your clients. Even though it's been added now to the S&P 500, they're going to be adding passive investors. Uh, uh, Mr. Tesla himself is now the second richest person in the world. <laughs> so, I, again, I don't know what to think about, about it as an investment. Uh, either because it would to get in right now would be like wow you don't buy things at retail don't you buy them at on sale right yeah Bob it, it's interesting the last caller he mentioned Tesla too and I mean yeah Tesla is one that again I love the company I love the technology you know I mean you, you just go look at you know their their cars their solar panels you know a lot of their battery technology I mean they just they have a lot of great things but there's a huge difference between a company and a stock I always say you know. A great company does not make a great stock. The stock truly has been a great stock for people that have had it. Um, I'm unfortunately one of those ones that didn't buy it. Uh, but again, when we talk about valuations, you know, and, and valuations are very important to me. Um, you know, we we look at discounted cash flow valuations. We we have models that, you know, we look at the cash flow of a company. You know, the uh, the certainty of that cash flow and the amount that it needs to run the business, um, uh, the competitors that might be coming after those revenue streams. And uh, there's a company out there called Morningstar that does some intrinsic value analysis, and they have a fair value on the stock right now of about $319 a share. So that's just one estimate. Um, but again, you know, I can manipulate it and, and uh, the model, and I can get to a little higher valuations in my mind. But you know, at 585, you know, it seems like the stock is priced pretty fairly here. Um, I think it's it's recognized a lot of its value, a lot of its potential, a lot of its promise, and I and I think that's how you have to look at a stock like that. Another hot area for investors right now is renewable energy stocks, and that could use some definition. Renewable energy, well, a tree is renewable energy to a certain extent, but what do they mean about renewable energy stocks, and what are some stocks that are in that category? Yeah, but I mean. 
uh, when you get to renewable areas, you're moving away from fossil fuels. So you're moving away from crude oil, natural gas, and coal. Um, you're looking at other other energy sources. Uh, solar is, is probably the most popular talked about. Uh, wind, you know, uh, tidal power, or probably, you know, ocean waves, things of like that, hydropower, uh, biomass, biofuel, geothermal. These would all be a part of that, you know, alternative energy or, um, you know, what we call a clean energy, renewable energy type of uh, industry. So there's, I've been looking at this industry a lot, as everybody has this year. I mean, I think Biden obviously tipped his hat that, you know, he was going to be pro uh, renewable energy and, and not so favorable with the fossil fuels uh, in some of the old school, you know, energy companies. Um, there's over $30 billion in October that flew, you know, kind of went into funds for renewable energy. So people are chasing these. Uh, the prices have gotten pretty high. I mean, you have uh, some of the ones I'll mention, like plug power, Ballard Power Systems, Fuel Cell, um, Marisco, uh, Renewable Energy Group, and Viva. I mean, there's a lot to look at out there. I, I think the better way to play it is probably thinking about what that means to institutional investors, though. And I think we're looking for low-emission, clean-power technologies and, and maybe how that plays in other industries. And I think that's why Tesla has run up so so greatly. Um, so, again, if you extend that a little bit further, we've been talking about, Bob, things like Ford and GM and some that are a little bit later to the game, but you know they're going to come into this uh, type of this type of uh, viewpoint, and that might help uh, view their stocks a little bit better. Um, but, again, it's a very interesting area. Again, I just caution everybody not to chase themes that you know have been really promoted heavily, and maybe a lot of these stocks have already run up to high high valuations. Let's talk about the consumer stocks, the discretionary stocks. Uh, Black Friday, of course, was not uh, very impressive, uh, not only because of the pandemic, but a lot of people don't have aren't spending money because they may be out of work or again things are slim right now. What do you think that means to the rest of the holiday shopping season and the uh, and the retail stocks you already own? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, traffic for Black Friday was off 52%. I mean, I guess the malls were pretty empty. Uh, COVID is keeping people away. Um, online spending was, was on fire. You know, it was $9 billion for Thanksgiving, and the day after, it's a 21% increase. That makes the biggest day ever. Um, they're, they're looking for uh, Cyber Monday to be even bigger. Uh, so, again, I think it's accelerating these trends to people's adoption of, of purchasing things online. So we like retailers that are right-centered in that activity, uh, retailers like Amazon, Etsy, uh, Chewy.com, um, and then maybe some retailers that have storefronts, but they do a lot of good, you know, kind of call-ahead ordering where you can pick the products up, so things like Best Buy, Target, uh, Home Depot, uh, you know, again, a lot of the storefronts are there to support the distribution. So our retail exposure is very consolidated in, in certain areas that we like, and there's certain areas we definitely don't like. So I think you got to be careful on how you think about retail stocks. You know, as you mentioned, Best Buy is a stock that you have in your Empowering Women portfolio. Um, they reported their earnings last week, and uh, has that made you, again, positive in your aspect of continuing to hold that stock? It does. I mean, Bob, the revenues were up 21%. Um, they, they did $11.9 billion over $9.8. Um, their earnings were up 82%. They've managed the company well. Uh, they have good diversity policies in the company. And uh, the stock traded off a little last week. Again, it's had a good year because a lot of people have been buying electronics, uh, you know, especially with the stay-at-home type of situation going on. Um, and it's been very popular purchase here early in the, in the holiday movement. But uh, you know, it's a stock that I think still makes some sense for us in that portfolio over the next uh, you know, couple of years. Uh, we continue to be a holder at this point. 
Another core equity portfolio of your holding is a company called Medtronic, a medical products, a, a large medical products company. They also reported results last week. What did that? How did that strike you? And do you think that is a stock maybe worth buying more of? Yeah, this is one that's been struggling this year, Bob. Again, you know, they they do a lot of uh, uh, medical procedures. They're big in the cardiac area. Um, you know, things like uh, pacemakers, coronary, coronary heart stents, heart valves. Uh, uh, neuromodulation type of uh, you know devices, also in the spine area. Um, so again, they they're one of the biggest uh, medical device manufacturers out there. Uh, they have a great economic mode around them, and that you know doctors that use these procedures are very well supported. Um, they're used to the products that they use. Uh, Medtronic spends 2.3 billion dollars in R and D. They're an innovator in this area. Uh, so even though the earnings and sales haven't been great the last couple quarters, we still think this is a good stock. Uh, as we look out uh, into the future uh, for for our core equity portfolio. And it pays pretty decent dividend uh, and has had pretty good dividend increases off of that. And, of course, uh, Walt and AKW are members of the Robert W. Baird organization affiliated with them. They can give not only the investment advice that you seek, but also advice on many other financial issues, including Roth conversions and Social Security analyses, estate plan reviews, uh, retirement planning, and with offices both in Akron and in Washington, Pennsylvania. They can cover a large area of our listening audience and beyond. So, Walt, what about next week, very quickly? Uh, well, we're just going to pay attention to all the facts, Bob, and see how this holiday season continues and the pandemic kind of you know, pushes itself out. So uh, lots to pay attention to. Call, call Walt Akron, 234-466-7476. Uh, for Sue Marshall in Washington, Pennsylvania, 412-480-5090. Once again, that's the AKW Group in Akron, 234-466-7476 on WNIR Kent Akron. Talk to you later, Walt. Thanks, Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Amazon.com, symbol AMZN. Amerisco, Inc., symbol AMRC. Ballard Power Systems, Inc., symbol BLDP. Best Buy, symbol BBY. Chewy, Inc., symbol CHWY. Coca-Cola Company, symbol KO. And Viva Partners LP, symbol EVA. Etsy, Inc., symbol ETSY. Fastly Inc., symbol FSLY. Ford Motor Company, symbol F. Fuel Tech Inc., symbol FTEK. General Mills Inc., symbol GIS. General Motors, symbol GM. The Home Depot Inc., symbol HD. Innoviva Inc., symbol INVA. Kellogg Inc., symbol K. Medtronic Inc., symbol MDT. PepsiCo Inc., symbol PEP. Plug Power, symbol PLUG. Renewable Energy Group, Inc., symbol REGI. The JM Smuckers Company, symbol SJM. Target Corporation, symbol TGT. Tesla, Inc., symbol TSLA. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated makes a market in all of the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated and or its affiliates managed or co-managed a public offering of Fastly Inc., symbol FSLY, in the past 12 months. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from Fastly Inc., symbol FSLY, in the past 12 months.